Hey y'all, I'm Rachel. I host the Guidebook Podcast. Um, you might know me as Life Alert on Trail or Trail Name Here on Instagram. And I am here with Brittany, who started um, the 11th Essential and is doing a van conversion right now. Uh, I'll have you introduce <laughs> sorry i was like wait a minute i'm like it's like i said it's kind of windy off and on here so i'm like oh my but um yeah so i'm ready yeah i'm in said van that i'm doing a conversion on as well which is currently under a giant tarp um because i'm getting some windows fixed so it's kind of funny that i'm literally basically sitting under a van size like tent is what it feels like um but yeah so so i did so 11th essential i've got lots of we've got lots of things going on right now trying to do some different things with obviously uh everything else that's been happening has changed a little bit of our planning process and everything so it's definitely been a busy time for me right now <laughs> which i'm actually kind of thankful for <laughs> nice yes um yeah, it seems like you have a lot going on, um, but yeah, hey, at least you're not bored during quarantine, which I don't really know how anyone is, but okay. <laughs> like, that's the thing is like, I think that sometimes I do feel bored. It's just because I've like lost the motivation to do like some of maybe those things that I have to do but at the same time it's been nice to actually be forced to like do them like with the van i was like it would have taken me twice as long because i would have been out doing things like i had events and things planned for basically all of april and may so this like kind of made me actually like have time to work on it so i can't be uh i can't be there's all the up sides you know the so little silver linings to everything so oh man yeah I agree with that I've gotten a lot more work done on things that I've been like putting off for a long time because now I have the time I gotta do it you know <laughs> yeah I replanted like I have a severe house plant and like um rescue basically every succulent that's like dying at poor grocery stores across the world so i pretty much just like try to save them all and so uh i had to finally like replant all of those and i was like i would have never actually done this you know without time so finding all those little things to uh actually get done and you know That's fill 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 some of the other other uh, <laughs> empty slots i guess yeah totally um, well, let's start off with talking about the 11th essential. How did you decide um, to make that happen? And how did you make that happen? I feel like it's a pretty big movement now. Well, so the 11th essential started with uh, my nieces and I, um, I was basically trying to like, kind of pass down some of those things that I was lucky enough um, to have my grandpa like kind of pass down to me. And so like, I was just teaching them about the outdoors and like the 10 essentials and like leave no trace principles and all of these things. And we were always like, you know, obviously taking our trash out and like picking up trash here and there, but nobody I don't know. We just kept filling our bag like way too full from what we were like taking for ourselves. And then the fuller, like that bag got 
we realized we kept bringing a bigger and bigger bag. And so one day that we joked that the 11th essential had kind of become a trash bag. And so my, the light bulb kind of came on in my brain. Um, as I said earlier, in one of our technical difficulties, like, like I'm a social media manager and like in marketing, like that's what I do is I'm a marketing coordinator. So I'm like, Oh, I might be able to actually like get people to like, use that like or to think about that I was like that that might actually uh might actually kind of work to like get people to remember to do that on trail and so I kind of just you know ran with it you know so just basically a joke teaching my nieces and I was like oh hey you know this really works and it was really like on trail, we were running into a lot of people who would see us cleaning up. They'd be like, Oh, that's, you know, such a simple thing. Like I didn't even think about that. And I was like, that's the thing. Like people just, you know, it's not that they don't want to do it. They just aren't thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And so make it easy. You know, we kind of, you know, kind of got that message out there and I think that it's worked pretty well. So it's, it's kind of nice to see. That's amazing. I love that. Um, it's cool to see, I feel like in the, in our outdoor world, like social media has started to play a really big part um, in our outdoor community. I wouldn't say world, but um, it's cool to see social media being used for so many good things, uh, especially when it comes to like conservation. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing, it really can be used for good. I know lots of times that it does get, you know, a pretty big, uh, kind of backlash for some of the not so nice things that it also may do to the outside world. But I don't think social media in general, like, I guess should, should take all of that, you know, blame, because I think it really can be used for good. There are so many, you know, amazing things being used for good that I definitely think that uh, it's made definitely a tool that can make that happen. So yeah, I know. And I, I mean, <laughs> Started, I mean, it literally, you know, proved to me, um, and like that. I mean, that's why we went the nonprofit route. You know, we saw this need and this growing movement and this community that was building, and like we wanted ways that we could, you know, serve that community. You know what I mean? And keep those things moving forward. And so that was pretty much, you know, social media is what you know got us started to start, you know, fulfilling those nonprofit routes and things. So yeah. That's so cool. Did you guys have, I mean, I guess you had, you guys had events for April and May schedule, but then you had to cancel them because of the pandemic. Yeah, we had um, April, May, um, one in June. And then we had, we, we still have a fall one that I'm going to hold on to. And I'm going to happen just because it could be done in a it could be it could be done in a way to make it work, um, even depending. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to a little bit of hope for it. But yeah, pretty much everything got like wiped off the books, yeah. um, which is fine. And I mean, and I totally get it. And so we kind of transitioned to a more online model um, of style of promoting cleanups, uh, not like necessarily cleanups, obviously, um, in the sense when people think of groups, but just like when you were outside taking care of your own neighborhood, something that we didn't, we don't very often. And then we kind of tried to get the rest of our events to kind of do something virtually, which was our Earth Day event. So that went pretty well. 
well. So, I mean, definitely just trying to repurpose some of the energy from the other events and still find ways to, you know, get those messages or those things out there. Like I definitely am missing our little youth education classes right now because teaching those kids is like, oh my goodness. I never walk away like not laughing or smiling at something like ridiculous they said, or just the fact that their kids are way too smart for us sometimes. Yeah. And so I really am kind of missing that. Like I miss like, yeah, I definitely miss that youth education piece of it because they do, they make me laugh and it's, it's a good time. But I know that those things will come again. Like those are things that like are, you know, a little longer than we than we expect so yeah yeah for sure um well cool I'm so glad that I mean first of all I'm glad that you started this because it's incredible when I saw it I was like that is genius I had no I was on the AT at the time and my the my hiking partner had a fanny pack with two pockets and he would always fill his front pocket with trash and then when he ran out of room, he would fill my front fanny pocket with trash, which is like where I put my phone. So I'm like trying to get my phone out of there, just like I would just pick it up. It was such a mess. And finally, at one point, we just got another stuff sack and kept it in his like water bottle pocket. And it was great. And I found your Instagram like shortly, at, shortly before we'd gotten that stuff sack. So I knew like, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Um I mean, that's what technically, and like the groundskeepers, um, Granite Gears groundskeepers that I'm a part of, I mean, that whole program was born on the AT with um, a group of three. So, I mean, cleaning up that entire trail. So, I mean, I totally, yeah, that, that's that's kind of cool that that's where you found out about it too, because we uh, got a lot of inspiration from that group too. So. It's full circle. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, cool. So you got a new van. Your story about your van is incredible. I totally relate to the like vehicle attachment. I swear to you. So this, I got a Prius when I came back from the AT and it's the first car A that I've ever had. That's a hybrid, but B it was the first car that I hadn't named because I was like, I get, it was the first car I really owned by myself without any help from my parents. It was the first car that was like, I don't know. It was just weird to come back from hiking so far and never touching a car and then being like, I guess I have a car now. <laughs> um, I finally named it this past week. Actually, me and my roommate were riding around. We decided to name it Winona. But um, how did you tell us about your van? Like the first time you saw it, that whole saga was incredible. I have a kind of similar story I have to tell you after, but you go first. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like, um, when I kind of first realized that I wanted to do like, different road travel, like I wanted to be more on the road. And uh, so I was like, okay, I can do this in my SUV. I just have to get creative. Well, about that same time, I also was still looking at van. I mean, I, I started looking at vans because I knew that that was a possibility, but that I didn't need to have a van to get on the road. So I just happened to stumble upon literally my dream van within like the first, like, I'm not even kidding, probably the first two weeks of looking for a van. And it was on like a crappy, like that let go app. Like it wasn't even on like a fun source. Like, so I literally totally actually stumbled on this van and it was in my town. And needless to say, it went through quite a few owners. Um, 
it being for sale and me always being the top buyer, but somehow never walking away with the van until I literally just recently chased it from a private owner who traded it in to an auction to a dealership that wanted way too much money for it. And I know all the things that were wrong with it because I have been chasing it for two and a half years, literally. Uh, and so uh, I was able to uh, get the dealership to come to their senses and therefore I now sit in her in my driveway and it's a hot mess because it's like partially my garage and my like I have a garage but I have a garage that's full um so I have like half my supplies in here as well as like half my little office stuff since I do like work out of here a lot and yeah it's constantly just moving one thing to do another <laughs> so I mean it's, it's whatever but we're good. We've got some, uh, hopefully this weekend, get a couple few big chunks done. So it'll start looking more like a real van inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was this um, Volkswagen van that I, my dad saw on Craigslist. Like, I guess it would have been almost four years ago now. And I wanted it so bad. Someone had converted it to a BMW engine and painted a mural of the White Mountains on the outside. And at the time I was living in New Hampshire with my parents and I was like, dad, we have to get this van. And he was like, no, no, they want too much for it. It doesn't run. It looks like a Frankenstein. We're not going to do it. And over the next two years, it would like go up on Craigslist and my dad would always call on it or my mom would call on it. And it would just never quite work out. And then one day he was just texting me and was like, hey, I bought that van. I found it on Craigslist. <laughs> and we just went and got it and it drove at the time and it was amazing it was my first taste of like, I'm going to do van life. And I was so stoked on it. I'd been thinking about doing van life since like, I want to say 2015, 2016, when I was yeah. in college and like scrolling Instagram, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it needs to be a Volkswagen because we always had Volkswagens when I was a kid. And I had already, the sound of the back door of a Volkswagen van opening of the <laughs> is like the sound of my childhood that like rusty squeal it's so loud oh man but I just wanted it so badly I used to like sleep in it in my parents garage just to like be like this is my room guys I would like do a run of work in it I recorded some podcasts in it <laughs> it was great but uh I blew the radiator while I was on the Appalachian Trail uh, I like slack packed in the whites because my parents lived there and pulled up to a gas station when I was going to park at a trailhead and it did not go well and my dad just like fixed it and sold it because I ended up getting another camper van but now I have a Westie which is cooler so <laughs> you're good yeah I'm so stoked man that's why I wanted like this style like or like age range model of like Ford because it kind of has a lot of those like childhood memories like attached to you know the shape and just like all of that kind of thing the way that it looks like I don't know there's something about the front like these <laughs> it just makes me happy thinking about it but um but yeah so that's my so that's kind of the part of the reason that this was one of mine because it did it reminded me a lot of childhood road trips and things like that sorry i am so distracted only because my cat like i told you i'm basically under a giant like tarp like <laughs> in the hand, and she's chasing like the bottom where it goes up and it's just i'm like 
this cat is one of those that was like born stray here and like never left my house ever <laughs> it's a good time i'm like what are you doing you crazy animal but yeah no the van it, like in it like you just said like where it was like your room like this is like i joke all the time that this is like my she shed like for real like it, the, that comment's been made in my house to me more than once that I just come out here to do things that I can easily do in the house, but you, you know, whatever. Like, I was saying, yeah, I mean, like, I literally have a blanket, like, this blanket was in here, like, <laughs> and there's like a camp pillow, like a legitimate, like, camp pillow over there. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you just never know. This is literally my camp table. I have like an REI camp chair over there. My, <laughs> my battery, like, see, I'm, it's basically, I'm just, I've been camped in my front yard for quarantine. So, <laughs> it's a good time. That sounds like the best. What are yeah. you, you're, you're redoing the interior, right? What are your, do you have any big plans? Are you excited? Um, I am very excited. Um, I am doing something that a lot of people don't, which is leaving all the windows. Like I'm not covering any of the windows. I love natural light. Like I'm a huge natural light person. Like I'm already, it's already been such a pain because somebody did some really cheap tint on them. And like, I'm only like, a little over halfway through getting it off all the windows. And so it's been like a really giant pain in the butt, but, um, but I'm not covering them up in the sense of like boarding them over. So, so what? I've got some kind of blinds that I saved from the original setup. Nice. They're like actually really nice. Um, I'm going to just re-screw those back into the frames. And so like those give some like really nice blackout curtains. And then I'm going to sew some insulated ones, um, with my leftover. No, the only thing is, is I decided not to change the ceiling. I have to change my top windows, which is a bummer, but I'm going to try to do a, like not necessarily, I don't, I don't want to say a futon style bed because the front won't push in, but the back of this is raised. So I'm just going to make that whole portion a bed area. This was actually manufactured as a handicap van. So oh. it didn't have, so the back was raised like where you'd normally have your normal like electronic bed thing in these. But right in front of it, it also had a box where the lift was like installed. Like that's the problem. We can't get two of the tracks out because they were literally like, manufactured like that so like we can't get to them to take them off but it's fine we figured out a workaround so it's okay but it actually made it nice though because then there's also not a lot of other stuff in the middle like I don't know it's got a nice it's basically got a layout built that I just have to build around so I, I, I'm pretty excited uh, I think once this weekend we can get the back part done and then I have to fit, finish the front windows because we've got a leak so no reason hence why it's under the tarp so no reason to uh, do a floor when it might leak so hmm. I did go with the lamb's wool insulation I will say, and I think I'm very happy with that upgrade for like moisture purposes, like sound purposes, and like the R value of it. And it'll purify your air. 
Now, given at the very beginning, I kind of had flashbacks of being in the barn at childhood, like, because it's kind of just smelled like sheep. So, <laughs> but, um, but now it smells, but now it's fine. So I, uh, it, it, it's good. So I, I'm stoked on that. So, so yeah, that's the one thing that I kind of like decided I was going to upgrade since I don't, I'm not going to live in it full time. So yeah. Yeah. But, Are you yeah. Your partner helping you work on it? Uh, no, it's pretty much just me. Uh, <laughs> and, and I will say I do get, uh, because my family literally lives like we basically have like a semi compound thing. Uh, which has come in semi nice right now, obviously. Um, but yeah, so besides like grandpa kind of bossing me around from like inside his garage, um, or my dad occasionally just taking some instrument away from me and doing it instead and then walking away, other than that, it's pretty much been me. Like, there are randomly times like I was trying to use like a saw over the weekend. And my dad's lawn care business shares that garage. And so I was like trying to cut something. And the next thing I know, he just like moved me out of the way and did it instead. And I'm like, what in the world? Like I was perfectly doing just perfectly fine. But for other than that, yes, yes, it is. It, it is me. So I did massively screw up one of the door panels though this oh. weekend. And I've decided that I don't care. <laughs> So I will say, like, I mean, it was, like, one of those first, like, actual moments where I, like, actually cried, like, out of just frustration and just being, like, yeah. Like, I've been frustrated, but I haven't just, like, actually been frustrated to tears with it yet until last weekend. And then I just decided I didn't care, and I have a way I'm going to try to fix it, and it's going to be what it's going to be, and I don't care. So whatever. You got to just let it go. Those are, I feel like pretty much everyone I've talked to that's built a van said that they've at least cried from frustration, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And there's like some things I want to do that I can't do because of something else that's mm -hmm. like very dependent on like someone else. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I need to be able to do this. Like, I can't wait. Now I will say, um, I work at a trade school and they're actually hopefully going to be going back to school soon since those are like really small class sizes and like, um, and they're supposed to fix the transmission. So I'm just like waiting on them to go back to school so that they can fix that because I know everyone who lives near me between me and the gas station would really prefer that I could go over 35 miles an hour. <laughs> That's amazing though. What a great connection to have. I did. I would not even think of that. Like, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. but like, that's genius. Yeah. Oh yeah. And next year the high school is going to repaint it. So yeah. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah. So I'm going to wait for the, like, well, obviously they didn't go back to school this year anyways, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm not so worried about the repainting, but I'm definitely going to have them repaint it because whoever did it last time did a really bad job. <laughs> 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 High school children do it instead. So yeah, but, but I'm pretty stoked. I mean, it's been a nice project. Like 
And the thing is, is a lot of it is, I mean, I didn't necessarily need a van to travel. Like I obviously lived just fine out of my SUV. It was just the van itself. I was literally always so connected to this van that like, it just feels right that like, this is what I should be traveling in. And so, and like, as the pieces even just lay in here, like, and I see it come together, like, I'm like, oh yeah. And like, that's the other thing for me. People are like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And I'm like, no, I lived out of the back of an SUV. Like I can stand up like 99% of the way in the front of this. I can <laughs> even sit up in the SUV like trust me all of this is fine (laughs) I'm like I could literally put an air mattress in here and be stoked like so but I am I'm excited to get um, started like I said there's a few things like that are really gonna be take a little more time than I hope like when they took the lift out they jacked up the one interior wall like area like really badly and I'm not going to be able to get like it to lay flat Mm. so yeah that's going to be fun so I'm going to figure out how to deal with that but other than that you know it is I've got a there's a heck of an engine in this sucker so I just want them to get the transmission fixed so that it'll actually you know go I mean that was one of the main things like I needed this thing to climb mountains end of story yeah yeah so yeah, I spend so much time in like Colorado and things. I'm like, no, this needs to drive up, like, you know. And so, so I'm pretty excited for that. So nice. that sounds great. Yeah, and for the 11th essential events, I'll have it too. So that way, I can actually haul more trash and my dog not hate me because it took up his whole bed. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, because that's what. Like, oh, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because you've done a lot of camping with your, with your dog. You always have your dog with you. Um, Do you have any tips for people who have never car camped with their dog, but want to? Um, Definitely, like, know your dog. Like, and know that dogs don't have to be, like, off leash to have fun. Like, a lot of people, like, I mean, you know, see that. And, like, Brody is not off leash. Like, I mean, he could be, I mean, he's it's not a reflection of like him or whatever. It's just, we just know that that's what works best for us. And like, because, you know, he is a very high energy, like very high, like, you know, smell driven dog um, being part beagle. Um, so I mean, I, my, I guess my tip is to know your dog know that it's okay to keep them on leash like that's fine that doesn't like make them any like less of an adventure dog um and also like in those situations like keep their routine i don't want to say like obviously similar but know like how many miles they can do you know know your dog's like active like habits like for instance when we do travel to the west like with altitude like know how your dog reacts to altitude because they're just like us and it varies you know we stop every um thousand feet and get out and walk around for you know so many minutes or whatnot you know depending on um to get keep him acclimated and to make sure you know they're good just know, I mean, knowing your dog is such a big part of like camping with them and knowing what they really do like, you know, 
are they going to be like completely miserable? Like, do you have a dog that prefers to just like sleep on the couch and be like a princess and not really go outside? Like, then don't take your dog with you because it's probably <laughs> going to have fun. Like, we have one of those dogs. I mean, because we have multiple dogs. We have one of those dogs. Like, I know which dogs to take for a reason. So, I mean, just knowing your dog and knowing what functions best for them, you know, how they're going to react and things like that. That's the biggest thing that you can do, I think. Yeah, that's great. That's great and make them a pri- I mean, and remember that they have to be a priority. If you're road tripping with an animal, like you're not going into some places to eat, you know, I mean, you can't take your dog in if you can't leave them, you know, in a vehicle and if it's hot and everything else, like, your pretty much whole entire thing has to rotate around them and their schedule, bathrooms, you know, where they can and can't go. So that that's the one thing that sometimes people like your whole thing has to pretty much rotate around, you know, what you're doing with them. So, yeah, that's huge. I think a lot of people, I, I've seen a lot of people try to start van life with an animal and then end up having to like send it to their parents' house or whatever. I plan on, my mom's on this. I plan yeah. on leaving my cat with my mom for a bit. Um, she knows, <laughs> I think. Um, but like, Bonnie doesn't like riding in the car. She loves being outside. She knows my car and likes to be around my car and won't leave me, but she hates the part where the car is moving. She'll just like throw up. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm not going to force her to deal with that. <laughs> um, I actually had two cats before I moved to California originally. And that was one of the reasons that one of my friend's daughters, like um, my friend's daughter really wanted cats that he kept them because mine couldn't even make like the 45 minute drive between my house and college. Like when we'd make that drive, like they would always throw up. Yeah, they always throw up every time. Every time. And so I was like, okay, like I cannot like make them drive three days across the country in a car. Like there's just no way. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I, I too had to, but yeah, but that's why I'm like, I mean, I don't know. That's why you have to know your animal. Yeah, for sure. As I'm currently getting stared at by the outdoors cat that is in my <laughs> sitting on the back like bench just staring at me <laughs> that's great. so creepy she's hysterical but she's creepy <laughs> I think she'd be a fun adventure cat if I ever in a million years thought that she'd wear a harness <laughs> <laughs> dude that's the biggest struggle Bonnie loves her harness but my parents cats refuse they will not handle that <laughs> oh, yeah. I, know, I have friends who have amazing adventure cats and you know so it's uh I'm kind of jealous about that. So yeah, but I am, I will say, um, I did bring um, Brody, my main like adventure dog in here when right before I started tearing everything out and let him just sit in here. And he was so excited. He was running around and jumping and doing all this. The only thing I realized is he is not going to be thrilled that he can't see out the window laying down. He'll be able to see out the back windows on the bed and all around, but he won't be able to like see out the front window unless he's sitting in the front passenger seat. So I have a feeling I'm going to have a captain's chair rider again. Like he used to 
sit up front with me. And then when we built the platform, he realized he could lay on the platform and then just stand up in between the seats. So he was used to being able to literally lay basically on my shoulder and look out the window. Oh, yeah. The SUV is like a lot shorter. Right. Exactly. So he's literally right there. So now I'm like, oh, I don't know where he's going to actually sit in this van. Like, I don't know where he'll actually uh, pick to hang out. So that's crazy. That'll be really interesting. (laughs) I'm kind of excited about it. So I can't tell at all. (laughs) I like not at all. Well, I mean, and there are some things for dogs that like I'm building in, like I'm building in a like attachment, like a tie out into the frame in here. And then I have a hitch so I can use that as one for the back. So that's fine. But yeah, cause like in my car now, he's like, when I hook him up to like our setups when we camp, like he's attached to the frame of the inside of my car. So I'm like, I'm like, you're not going anywhere, but. <laughs> so in your SUV, you had built a bed platform and yeah. you had like a tent over the hatch. How did you figure out that setup? How did you make that work for you? Okay. Well, so it started out with me just honestly, like doing a whole, like one side was just where my sleeping bags and stuff were and where I was laying down. And then the other side I have like, a plastic three drawer like cabinet which is like I said like my it's always kind of it's like my bathroom my kitchen and then the dog stuff mm-hmm. and then I'd always have a water jug and then either you know a backpack stuff full of clothes or something and then my other backpack and then so you know then it's like okay well then I have a floorboard full of shoes and like you know this stuff stuffed here and this on top of a cooler and so like my bear can is like if I ever had to take my bear can and something too like like I just was losing all this space and that's what I was like okay like I need a platform so that we can like store this stuff like not on top of us you know because you know, then when you lay down at night, it's like, okay, where do I put this stuff? So I thought I did the, I thought about building the platform pretty much the same time I ordered the hatch tent. I think I only had the tent maybe um, once, probably one or two trips before I actually got the platform finished. But I just was looking for something for ventilation. Like I just wanted a little more space or a little more ventilation I had went on the trip to Colorado that was like miserable for like weather. Like I just wasn't having very, okay. I I had all okay luck with weather, but like I was like cold soaking everything because I couldn't like cook because it was pouring and like I'd have to close my hatch. Right. And I just couldn't do any of that stuff. And so, um, so I wanted something and I was looking at like these little window, like tent kind of like porthole things. And I was like, and I just happened to stumble on that thing for the hatch. And I had seen them that where they ha- they go off the hatch and it's like a full tent, like off of your back hatch. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really want something that big and bulky because that's why I don't put up like my little tent usually as it is. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's just me, so I don't feel like messing with it a lot of the time. And so that is so easy and so quick to put up and it gives me so much extra space and it gives me ventilation. And I mean, and it's good in the summer and the winter and it just, it, like I said, and it gives me basically a garage 
pretty much like so when stuff's wet or I mean and if it is raining I can still it's got like that awning too so I can cook or I can sit inside and be protected and yeah it's pretty much come in so handy for everything it's been the best literally the best $150 on a tent I've that's ever spent it? in my life yeah uh-huh. that's only $150 that's amazing bucks yeah and I think they're still like on sale or, or just like on the internet for that right now they have a small medium which is what I have and then there's a medium large too cool where'd you find it um on I found it on Wayfair so okay. so yeah I found it on Wayfair but I know that like it's called Napier N-A-P-I-E-R like and it's called the Sport Cove and I know you can search it because I get that question like that's literally like the most asked question anytime that like I have a photo with it or like something it gets posted somewhere else or something that is always people's first question is like what about that thing and it's great I love it because and you can use it on I mean I looked at minivans for a while too because mm -hmm. you can use that on the back of minivans yeah and I was like oh well that's you know that would be nice if for a minivan build it still gives extra space there you know as well too so um so I did look at I, I had looked at those for a minute before this van decided it wanted to come, come <laughs> to me for the for the final time um so yeah which I'm waiting because like all of our DMVs are closed and so like I can't go like I just like ha I mean I have like you know temporary tags and they gave us like three months like on our temporary tags because of all of it so yeah. but like I don't have I don't I don't have my title yet but like I want to go like get it done and I can't do any of that stuff and I'm like and I want to go get my plates dang it like yeah <laughs> I I always have I always splurged when I was younger. I always splurged for like personalized plates and like I wasn't going to at all. And then one of my friends was like, because I was like, oh, but stealth camping, those don't go over very well. And then I started looking and I was like, okay, people are 100% going to know somebody is sleeping in that 1990 van. Yeah. The stickers on it. So what does it matter if I have personalized plates? So yeah, so I'm bringing them back, man. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going for it. Cause I'm like, whatever. I'm like, it, it deserves a proper plate. So yeah, it does. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to kick us off. So oh no, you're good. No, that's what I was just looking. I was like, oh yeah, it's about I know, that. Like it's been 40 minutes. We're gonna get kicked off. <laughs> um, okay. But this is amazing. I'm so glad we finally got to chat. I saw your little Instagram post for your band, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to know this person. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Trust me, anytime that I can just like randomly talk about like, because that's the thing right now, trying to find like some happy moments outside of our like norm. And like, to me, this has been a very needed like, pick me up. Yeah, so, for sure. So, yeah. But thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Have fun with all of that. <laughs> um, I will shoot you a message when this goes up on the podcast feed. And um, yeah. This hey, perfect. Thank you. Especially with the technical difficulties. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Bye.